Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Well, good morning, everyone. You are tuning in to Red Sea Roundup on KEDC. And you also can hear us at KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas, KINF 107.9 FM in Palestine. And we are so glad that you can join us on this beautiful, warm Texas day. This is June 16th, uh, 2021. And I have to say, I'm very excited because big shout out, my son, Thomas Marvin is 25 today. Very exciting. Happy birthday, Thomas. Thomas, can I give a shout out? Sure. Thomas is 26 years younger than my beautiful bride today. No. Happy birthday to Darby. Happy birthday to Darby. The foundress of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Oh, that sounds so wonderful. Wow. Birthday buddies. See? It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. This is a very momentous day um, in our family, too, because we head off to move our fourth daughter uh, to Dallas to go to school. Woo! Moving day. I know it's moving day. So lots in, in here. Oh boy. Oh my goodness, he's being so silly. So so let's take that back down a little bit. Okay. Down, and we want to talk. I we know that St. Joseph was probably <laughs> We're gonna get real down. Will you open us at the St. Joseph prayer, Thaddeus? I will, Pam. The cornball. Thank over you for there. finally introducing me to the audience. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Let's get let's get serious. We are observing the year of St. Joseph by praying this traditional prayer for his intercession. So if you all would join join us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my redeemer, Jesus Christ, protector of your chaste spouse, the virgin mother of God, I choose you this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain for me all the knowledge and love of the sacred heart of Jesus, and finally to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. Remember, Making this prayer during the year of St. Joseph carries a plenary indulgence, not just the usual partial indulgence. And a plenary indulgence is the complete remission of the temporal punishment due to sins that have already been absolved through the sacrament of confession. You got to go to confession. Okay. Okay. You can offer this indulgence, especially, remember folks, for a deceased family member's release from purgatory. Okay, so pray that prayer Amen. earnestly. Pray for us, St. Joseph. But you know, 
One of my uh, favorite deacons, I'll call, I started thinking about how many favorite deacons, and I kept naming I almost got through the whole list of the area. But this one the is demon, very... The demon deacons, those are your favorite <laughs> deacons, right? Wake this Forest. deacon is very close to my heart that I'm going to be joining the show. He's been a guest of mine several times, and hopefully sometime this year he'll be a guest again, just to talk about the awesome things that he's going to be doing. But speaking of awesomeness, Deacon Frank, are you with us? Yes, I am, guys. I am with you. Deacon Frank Ashley, listeners, um, what is up with you? It's good to see you or you know, hear you, it, my friend. It, it really crushes me that I can't be there. Me too. Because <laughs> you know, I was going to be here, right, Deacon Frank? That's why you, you didn't want to be here? No, 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 no. I had something come up at, oh, okay. the, at the big school over here, so okay. I couldn't leave my office. Well, we're glad you're joining us remotely just the same. You cheer our hearts just to hear your voice. So tell us what well, you got going I will be on. There in, I will be there in person sometime soon, hopefully. I'll, hopefully you guys invite me again. Yeah. Well, it depends on how this interview goes. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Pressure's on. What do you got for us? Well, guys, I am. Uh, I, I just want to talk just a little bit about my pilgrimage to the Holy Land. We are... Uh, this was canceled uh, a year ago, and it was canceled again in March. But now that the whole opening back up, uh, we're going to go in August. All right. Oh, awesome. So this has uh, been a long time in waiting, and now it's going to actually happen. It's, it's going to, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Right. That's what we say in Louisiana. We say it in Texas, too, dear. <laughs> so I oh, got a question do? for you. This: How many times have you been now to the Holy Land, Deacon? This would be my, I think, my fourth trip to the Holy Land. So, it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I think I, I, I said that after I went the first time, it changed my life so much that I said I want to make this a part of my ministry. Wow. And I committed that every year I would take a group of people to the Holy Land. I committed that mm. a while back, but, you know, like I said, I didn't have a chance to do it uh, in March of last year or March of this year, but we're going to go this August and we're going to go again next March. Okay. So how big is the, the, the group of people that you take? Like how many people uh, can you, can you accommodate? I can, I can take up to 42 people. Oh, wow. uh, I had okay. 38 registered for the for the trip uh, back in August a year ago, and uh, there were 38 going this August. And what we've uh, what we've done is about half the groups decided to go uh, in August, and the other half is going to go in March of next year. But we'll also be recruiting other people to go. In March, so hopefully I have a group thirty-six to forty people. So you still have some spots. Oh yeah. And, and who I'll, should they contact? Advertising. What's that? How do they get a hold of you? If they want to join you. Oh, it's stabcs dot org. All the information's on the St. Thomas Aquinas website, and we're still taking registrations for the August trip. Both for both August and March, then. Yes, if, wow. if uh, we still have spots left for August, uh, the only stipulation for the August trip is it has to be paid in full uh, by the end of this month because uh, we'll be purchasing airline tickets the first week in July. Wow. Okay, so time's kind of running out if people wanted to uh, join the August trip. they got to yeah. make a, make a yeah. decision. 
Yeah, they they have about you know they should they need to prayerfully consider it, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, get their money in by the thirtieth of June if they want to go in August. Now the, the 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 downside of going in August is it's warmer. You know, it's it's almost like Texas, but not we don't have the humidity in Texas. However, all the lines are going to be very very short because they just opened the Holy Land back up a week ago. Okay. So you said the lines are going to be short, like you have to queue up to go see certain places. Is that what you mean? Yeah. You know, to get it, when you go into the church of the Holy Sepulcher, the first time I went, we waited in line over an hour Mm. to to actually see uh, Jesus's tomb. Wow. So, uh, but since the crowds are so small right now, another thing too is since there aren't as many pilgrims going, uh, we pretty much, I mean, we have mass every day and we have mass at the holy sites. So with so few people going, we'll probably be able to have all of our masses, you know, at the main churches at all the different holy sites. Does this mean that you have a priest joining you on this pilgrimage? Yes, I do. This oh. year, uh, Father Albert, our pastor. Oh, St. Thomas Aquinas us. in College Station. Okay, yeah. Yes, yes. Wonderful. That's really great. So how many spots do you have open in the August one that, that you that you know of? I, I probably have about 10 spots 10. left okay. in August. You hear that, folks? And S-T-A-B-C-S. Dot org. Yeah. Dot org. Let them know. Holy Land, That's Father it. Albert, Deacon Frank. Wow. Ten spots left. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of anything more exciting to do than spend August in the Holy Land. With wow. Us. Well, I, I, I want to go back just a second and talk about how it really changed your life. So can you give us just like maybe your main nugget of how it changed your life? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, the, the theme is walking in the footsteps of Jesus. I mean, we, we start off in... Uh, you know, in Cana, where Jesus performed the first miracle, and uh, being able, uh, couples being able to renew their wedding vows there, uh, going to the Jordan River, where Jesus was baptized, renewing baptismal promises, uh, having Mass at the site of the Ascension, uh, Mount of Olives, uh, the Garden. I mean, it's just the fact that you are celebrating Mass at those holy sites. Amazing. It, I mean, it almost, it pretty much brought tears to my oh, eyes. Oh, I'm sure. I think my knees would probably like get weak and buckle. Yeah. I, I think that's what would happen to me. You know, the way I explain it to everyone, it's like your first trip to the Grand Canyon. You know, when you, when, when, before you get there, you hear, well, what's it like? It's like breathtaking, but you don't know what that means. But when you go and stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon, and it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to feel it. And that's what it's like being in the Holy Land, being at the Holy Sites. Mm, that's just incredible. Now, how many, like, repeat people will you have and new people? Uh, uh, these are all new people on oh, this trip. Oh, good. Okay. As a matter of fact, I've, I've had a couple of people that have gone twice, and they said that, they enjoy it more the second time because mm-hmm. the first time they're just in awe right. of everything that they're that. doing. Uh, but I'm, I'm about to plan a different pilgrimage for the individuals that have gone before. It's called the Footsteps of Paul. 
Interesting. Where we go and visit all the sites where Paul established the churches and everything. That that's going to be a, but that'll probably be in uh, late twenty twenty two twenty three. This is wonderful. I'm glad that the Lord put this on your heart because it does change people from everything I hear. Just you come back different. So and and yeah. the the thing that struck me. I mean, first of all, personally, you know, going and doing it changed me, but also. Our tour guide, who's who's Catholic, and it's a it's a big difference going with a Christian or Catholic tour group, because all our drivers are Christian or Catholic. All of the places we eat are Christian-run businesses. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and and when you look at the percentage of Christians over in the Holy Land, it's I mean like three percent. Okay, well, Deacon so Frank, I know. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to get this in before we have to end our time. What would you say to those people that might be a little bit um, nervous about going to that area in these day and times? What would you say to them about the safety aspect? Well, first of all, all the places we're going are very safe areas. We go nowhere near Gaza or anything like that. Uh, our our tour guide just happens to be uh, not only a, a good Catholic, but he's also Israeli intelligence. Mm. So he's He's, he's got great connections, and and the tour company we work with, they will not take us any place that's not safe. Yes, you know I've you actually know, a heard lot of people are really. There's just lots a lot, of protection. A lot of people are really worried right now. Yeah. There's lots of protection from the good Lord above for pilgrims um, in those kind yeah. of areas too. It's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So if you um, are you having any more organizational meetings, perhaps before you you no, sign our up? next. Our next meeting will be uh, next month just for the people who are going. We'll probably have an organizational meeting probably in October okay. for the people who are. And so hopefully I can come back on the show sometime between now and October to talk about that next meeting. You got it. That's really beautiful. Is is your lovely yeah. wife going to be joining you this trip? No, she's not going to go. She went on the last trip. Okay. But if, if, I can, if I can just end with one statement, the tour guide told me that you know, Deacon Frank, Muslims have to go to Mecca sometimes in their life. I mean, it's a requirement of being a Muslim. He said, wouldn't it be nice if all Christians came back to the birthplace of their faith at least once in their life? Mm-hmm. That would be so beautiful. That's why it's it's my ministry. Oh, we're so thankful that you've been able to do this, Deacon Frank, and we'll just be praying for the success and just the, the safety oh. and just the, you know, really received well. So we thank you so much uh, for joining us, and we're going to have you back really soon, okay? Okay. Thank you, you guys. Take care. Thank you for your prayers. Bye, Deacon Frank. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, so after this break, we're going to be having my guest, uh, Emily Jaminet. We're going to be talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus during June and enthronements and everything and all those graces that go along with it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I was dead in the grave 
Well, welcome back to this edition of Red Sea Roundup. I am your host today, Pam Marvin, and this is the month of June. And every June, I like to have uh, someone on my show to talk about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Many years ago, I fell in love with this devotion. I've since had my home enthroned, which many Catholics don't really know about. So today, my guest is Emily Jaminette, and she is the author of Secrets of the Sacred Heart, The 12 Ways to Claim Jesus' Promises in Your Life. Welcome, Emily. Well, thank you so much for having me on your program. And yes, June is devoted to the Sacred Heart. I like to say, and if we're outside of the month of June and you're listening to it, it's never too late to welcome Jesus into your life, you know, as King, Savior, Friend, uh, through this powerful devotion of the Sacred Heart. Mm. And, you know, I wasn't really, oh, before I get, we keep going very much further, I want to introduce you to another person here in the studio. <laughs> He's, I think his name might be Thaddeus. Hi, he, Pam. He thinks he has something important to say. <laughs> Jeez, this is the second time that I've just been left out in the cold on this program this morning. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we are also uh, letting, we want to let everyone know in the Bryan College Station area especially, but we want to invite our listeners in the Waco area to come come to this too. Saturday, June 26th, we are having a family fun day at the park, Henderson Park in Bryan. We're going to have, we're partnering with a youth ministry organization here in town, Ablaze Youth, and we're going to kick the day off literally with a Ablaze versus Red Sea kickball game. Woo! And Sounds it's going to so get pretty intense out there. So you want to come out for that. And then we're going to have a talk from Brian Boudouin, who is their, uh, one of their directors. And then we're going to have lunch, bring your own picnic lunch. Uh, we're going to have lots of other kinds of games and fun activities that people can just kind of do on a, on a pickup basis. We're going to have ice pops provided. Um, we're going to have face painting demonstrations, doll making demonstrations, um, lots of other fun things to do. And then we're going to close the day out with a big water balloon fight. <laughs> and so we want lots and lots of participation. You don't have to stay for the whole time. You can just come for part of it or you can stay for the whole time, nine to three. But come out and don't, especially don't miss us kicking the tail of a blaze in that kickball yeah, game. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I wanted to jump in here as well. So, you know, during or actually after the water balloon fight, you know, we're going to have some karaoke out there. So mm-hmm. if I jump in, this is Dennis Mock, everybody. If I jump in, you may want to save a few water balloons just to kind of. You know, end my act a little early. You know, if that that's I can't, the case. I can't wait. To We're gonna have live music too. We're gonna have some live music out there for part of the time. It's gonna be a good. And I'm glad time. You, you mentioned kicking the tail of a blaze because yeah. we might as well start the the trash talking now. Yeah, it should be. We've, I don't think got, there's gonna be anything too much to worry about. We've got some athletes we're recruiting, and another <laughs> key key mm-hmm. player is me. I'm not gonna be on the team. So mm-hmm. there, you you know. The competitive edge just fact, got better fact, without Dennis being in the game. might be he might be sowing some confusion behind the scenes. So you better be watching out for that psychological ablaze. warfare. So bring it on, Ablaze, and uh, bring your family to Family Fun Day. We would love to have hundreds of people at the park. The more that the more that come, the more ice pops we get to give out. <laughs> We're gonna buy a bunch. 
So, sounds yeah. good. This sounds awesome. Come on, Jan- Brazos Valley January. Show up. Sorry, June January. twenty. I wish January. We have an event. Cooler. We have an event on Facebook on our Facebook page. Yeah, click on it. Click, click on, on it. Tell us you're coming. Yeah. Tell your yeah. friends. June Tell your neighbors. Go to our website, redsearadio.org, and find out all the details. Tell your kids they're coming. Drag them. There you go. In this wonderful month of June, mm-hmm. which is also the Sacred Heart. So That's let's right. get back to my beautiful and lovely guest. Thank I'm looking you, at her Pam. picture right here. Thank oh, you for so letting welcome. me hijack the show. Uh, you're, you're so welcome. Anytime. Because you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, how are you? Well, I'm a mother of seven, so you're really convincing me that I got to go from Columbus, Ohio, all the way to you for your amazing event. That hey, Daddy let's do it. Shared, yeah. so. I'm excited Show up. for the station. Well, that's that's great. One of the and really June is a month of so many great opportunities spiritually. You know, we can get pulled in in so many different ways, but I, I think it's an opportunity that the Lord gives us specifically. You know, by this uh, request to honor His heart. So, um, you know, no better time at really in the world and in, in our calendar than to re- hit that reset button spiritually. Then um, the beautiful month of June. Okay, so Emily, my question for you is, and we're going to share, this is like, we're going to sit down and just talk about our love and devotion to the Sacred Heart, because I too have such a big devotion to the Sacred Heart. But how did yours begin? Did you grow up in a family that was dedicated to it? Was it something that you discovered along the way? Tell me your story about how you fell in love with this devotion. Well, that, that is my favorite question because really I, I can say looking back, I thought everybody had grandparents that prayed the rosary daily, that lived their faith out extraordinarily, but through this this beautiful path of enthronement and, and dedication, my grandparents um, you know, were just the simplest and humblest of people. My grandfather actually worked um, second shift for Ford Motor Company every day you know, for his entire career. And when he retired, he decided to um, create these hardbound images of the Sacred Heart, worked with the men of the Sacred Hearts out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and they mailed them to Albania and to India, which ended up in Mother Teresa's homes of the sick and the dying. And, you know, as a granddaughter, I didn't, even my parents didn't know, no one really understood what grandpa was doing in his basement. But what got our attention was the birthday card, the the birthday letter that came from Mother Teresa. We have the original copy thanking him for his service and what he did for the people and even just affirming the love that he has for the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And um, that really got my attention. I was in eighth grade at the time. But, you know, I went along the way and I could see the spirituality lived out not only with my grandparents, but all of my aunts and uncles, we would, you know, I would hear them talk about the love of the Sacred Heart. I would hear that joy, the entrustment, you know, and it was passed on to my parents' generation. And really on the the final night of my, the uncle I was closest to, he actually passed a few hours later, but my mom was talking to him on the phone and she said, Bud, you have to tell me, how are you so calm? How are you so you know, trusting in the Lord and even his timing in your life. And he was in his 80s and he said, well, it's it's the devotion to the Sacred Heart. He said, I pray this prayer every day and I give, you know, give the Lord everything. And it's, it's, this is how I live. And so he said, I will mail you a prayer card. So he sealed it in an envelope, put my mom's name on it. And um, he, he went to heaven that night. Wow. So it was an amazing mission 
for my parents, um, that they took it very seriously to promote enthronement locally. We have a radio program. We have 2,500 homes enthroned in Columbus. And I started Amazing. writing, you know, and telling their story. And what I realized was it's not just for Columbus, Ohio. It's for everyone. We need to renew all of society for, Amen. you know, through the love of the Sacred Heart. So that's um, that's really the work I do at welcomehisheart.com. And I'm so glad you have that. Like I said, I guess from my story began about six years ago, I'd say now, maybe even longer, where I was at a women's conference and the consecrated women were promoting enthronement. And I'm like, well, I like the Sacred Heart. I'm a convert, by the way. So I had nothing, no background whatsoever. And I said, well, I really like that. That heart, that just really resonates with me. You know how some devotions, you're like, wow, this one, this one's special. And I felt that about Sacred Heart. But I'm telling you, after doing the enthronement ceremony in my home and the way my home has changed and the way people who live in my home have changed is just a story of its its own. I'm sure you have many stories like this too, which is one of the things I love to do each year is, is tell all these stories because you know, with that heart, Jesus being the head and the heart of a home, he transforms the people within it. I couldn't agree more. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the program, you know, I'm a mom of seven children. I I didn't think this is where I would end up. But the truth was for, you know, my parents went through the enthronement. I remember, you know, I was in high school. We and, and how our family changed, you know, even just our conversation started to change. It wasn't about, you know, who you know, what you do, you know, where you should head next. It was focused on start talking about, like, what's the will of God for us? And how do we, you know, fall in love with Jesus more? And then, you know, in raising my own family, there was a point where my parents kept saying, Emily, why don't you do the enthronement? The enthronement would be a good idea for you and your family. And I remember saying, we're fine. We're good. <laughs> we're fine. That's for you. I got my own life. Everything seems good. But my mom is so sweet. She found these beautiful images, you know, at an antique store. And so I'm like, okay, you know, we'll do it. They made it really easy for us. And um, what? And that's one of the things I tell your listeners, you know, encourage someone, you know, and sometimes it's multiple invitations to do it. But what happened afterwards shortly was, and I, I wrote about this in my book, Prayfully, my, my eighth grader was running on the treadmill literally days later, and I called everyone up for family dinner and he said, Mom, I'm going to take a nap. And I'm like, that's strange. What? Why would he take a nap? Well, by the grace of God, we received the insight that we had a terrible carbon monoxide problem in our home. And mm. I, you know, the technician kept saying how lucky I was and I need a new furnace and new water heater and everything. It was a, it was a new home. We'd never gone through the winter. But I, I, I stopped him like, it's not luck. It's the sacred heart. You know, yes. it's the enthronement that gave me new lenses. Mm. And I started to know the children, you know, that needed special attention, you know, extra love. I could see that my my anger or my sharp tongue was hurting people. So mm. it, it just, the whole new standard, and that's his standard, his love, his perfect love that has no confusion. You will not be confused. You will not be misled. You will not lead to a state of chaos by following and giving your heart to Jesus. Instead, he clothes us with virtue, and you have a new standard. And he's the king. He wants to give you some some order and some peace and beautiful, beautiful gifts. 
Well, one of, as you can imagine, or as you probably um, um, gleaned from this little intro before you came in, talking about the family and the family fun day, uh, Red Sea Radio and me personally, we're very committed to healthy families. And the enthronement is just so desperately needed to to really kind of put back a little bit of the broken pieces that I say is called by our is caused by our culture. So I can kind of tell you one of my personal stories. So it was just a year or two after we did the enthronement, my um, my mother in law, who had a health condition and she you know, live very far away, had to come and live with us for a while. And after being there for six months, she came to the kitchen table one day and she said, oh my goodness, I don't know what it is, but I can hear God's voice here so loudly and he's telling me I need to get my act together. Mm. True story. And um, she lived with us for about four and a half years before she was able to go back on her own. But today she's a different woman. I'm not, you know, it's, be, it's her yes. And I want to always say it's always our yes to, to Jesus when you live in an environment like that. But I think that that uh, makes it so much more palpable. So if you're listening to this broadcast and say you have a troubled teen or you have someone that's just struggling with any type of issue that the culture is kind of like infiltrating um, into your homes, whether it's just name any of it was drug addiction, any kind of addiction, um, dysphoria, anything like that. Having your home and thrown to the sacred heart of Jesus can change things. I am living witness. My family is living proof. And I dare say, Emily, yours is too. Absolutely. Mine is as well. And, you know, I think a lot of times people will say, well, what is enthronement, right? That sounds like such a big word, mm-hmm. but I think the truth is, is we can look to the powerful words in Joshua, you know, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And I like to tell people, somebody needs to proclaim that, you know, if even if you, like you mentioned, you might have a lot of chaos in your home right now. You might be going through a state where you might be the only one proclaiming those words. And if that's the case, you cling to the promises of Jesus, these beautiful promises that he offers through this devotion, through the 12 promises revealed to St. Margaret Mary Alico in the 1670s. And don't look at it as individual promises. Look at it as a blueprint to live your entire life. And when you do that, it's like this is an awesome map for how to grow in holiness, how to reduce our stress, how to be more merciful, how to receive the graces that we need because we're setting up a covenant of love. And that covenant of love means the kingdom can reign, can be right in your home. So he's going to reveal so that he can heal what needs to happen in your home. And like you said, I mean, that's a powerful testimony. And I hear it so frequently Mm. where new graces were just literally like pumped into families that they, they just didn't have hope. And now you know, the hope didn't mean that the trials went away, right? The sickness a lot of times don't, doesn't go away, but that healing of the heart and the grace, you know, he's always offering us. Right. So going back to exactly what the enthronement is, I just really want to promote your website, welcomehisheart.com. And through this website, because believe me, this is a very complete one. I know because I've run, done my research and I thank you for that, Emily. Um, 
that it comes with the image and then it, the booklets, which actually have the process to enthrone your home to the Sacred Heart and the certificate as well. So you can find that at welcomehisheart.com under products. And along with that, much more information like the 12 promises um, and other things as well. So you want to talk a little bit more about what's offered through Welcome His Heart? Sure. You know, Welcome His Heart it was really designed with the listener in mind, with the Catholic family and individual. So the booklet is a standalone. It's it's easy to read. It's easy to understand. And I like to remind people that this is living out a devotion. It's not as sacramental, right? I mean, it's it's not the form isn't the most important thing. It's your heart. And obviously, a priest is always welcome to come and bless your home and walk with your family. But as we know, our priests have very special jobs, and you know they they, they can walk you through the enthronement. But at the same time, it's really you and your family that taking that step of faith, of personal discipleship in a new way through the enthronement is powerful. And I would love to direct your listeners to just watching a few of our videos. They're free. Father Sash Daly did an amazing job explaining enthronement um, in a way that I think they're going to really begin to understand as, you know, for me and, and my family, my kids really began to understand this spirituality because it's so stable. And, and like you mentioned, it's one that wasn't just, you know, thought of the other day. It's goes back to the very beginning. I like to say where St. John the Apostle placed his head on Jesus's mm-hmm. chest, where, mm-hmm. you know, that listening to the heartbeat of our Lord, mm-hmm. that's what we want for you. That's what we want for your family and all that sin and distorted behavior. I promise it's going to get burned off. You won't even want to do the things that maybe you were drawn through through temptation when you enthrone your home and you give your heart to the Lord and you're open to, you know, even the sacraments in a new way. It strengthens your faith. It's so powerful. Right. I just want to, you hear a lot of talk these days and my family itself has a very big uh, um, interest in spiritual warfare because we believe that it's a true battlefront in these day and times. It's a spiritual battle and the enthronement to the sacred heart of Jesus is one of the greatest things you can do to protect yourself and your family, your entire home, along with the greatest weapon, the rosary. Uh, but that enthronement is definitely a whole armor of protection against uh, it during this time of spiritual warfare. And the family is definitely what's under attack the most. So I really encourage I her. Af- yeah. I can't affirm that enough. Absolutely. Right. I think you and I are kindred spirits. I mean, I hope we, we get are. to meet one I'm day. I'm so grateful. <laughs> it's one of my favorite interviews because it's like, yes, yes. If you feel under spiritual attack, which all families and all Catholics are, especially yeah, all, mm-hmm. the closer you become to the Lord, the devil does not like that. You need spiritual protection, spiritual tools. That's exactly right. And uh, also renewing it. So I, I I heard that we should renew each year. And so my husband and I just, I mean, it's not very <laughs> strict. We're kind of open and loose kind of thing. But he really just, he said it as, as my husband and head of our family. You know, he just declared once again that Jesus Christ is the head and heart of this household. And, and we try to do that every every year on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. That's really beautiful, and I think that's important for us as Catholics because when we make, you know, that daily reminder of our covenants, you know, with, with the Sacred Heart and even yearly go through the enthronement, 
it reminds us of the grace that he wants to give us, right? It's it's a beautiful opportunity. And for my family, we went through the enthronement again last year, and it was it was right in the height of the pandemic when we were going, you know, we were at home for mass, and it just, um, you know, reminded all seven children that this is why we're here. This is is to to live out our faith and our calling. And my children actually speak highly of the enthronement, which always means a lot to me, you know, as we try to live in the world but not of the world. But they're like, Mom, I think it's what makes, that protects our family. And it also makes you less overwhelmed by your problems because you don't have to solve your problems. You have to hand them over to the Lord who helps guide you into staying in the will of God to seek those solutions. Okay, so what? Let's let's kind of give a what if a younger family say that they're not. Maybe they're uh, they're listening and and they enjoy their faith. They're they're going once a week, and you know they're not quite you know going to mass every day or something like that. But they're like, you know, I'd really like to do this, but I I wouldn't be able to have a priest or a deacon to my home. What would you suggest be their their next step? Well, that's one of the reasons why we set up welcomeisheart.com is exactly for people, like you mentioned, you know, like I said, a lot of times our deacons and our priests are very, very busy. My, you know, my pastor said, I can't come to every person's home for them to proclaim their faith, but absolutely they can proclaim those words through enthronement so they can do a, a digital download and just download it today. I get a ton of orders from Texas. Um, <laughs> or they can order the framed images, which are really beautiful, one of the Sacred Heart, one of the Immaculate Heart. Or we also offer unframed images, a hardbound image um, that can be framed to their liking. So there's a lot of flexibility. If you find an image that you love or your grandparents' image, you can just order the materials, the certificate, the prayer cards. You know, the and I included the prayer card that I mentioned um, with my uncle Bud. That's always you know sent out. It's all over our website. So we really make it very easy for them, and it's it's not it's a covenant of love some people say well what what's the wrong what's bad going to happen and I'm like there's nothing bad that's going to happen <laughs> you're going to receive new grace like it's a right. win-win situation because if you have the intention to practice your faith you have the intention to remain faithful to your vows such as your your priestly vows your your wedding vows you know that's that's really what's most important and you're um you're open to the will of god it's it's pretty uh there's a lot of room there for, for anyone where they are in their state of life. That's yeah. I can't, I can't promote this enough. I mean, I'm wondering, like, I don't know if how many of my friends actually have an enthronement. So Dennis is away from the, um, the microphone, but Dennis, have you done an enthronement to the sacred heart of Jesus? Our family has done that. Enthronement. Um, Maybe a couple of times, as a matter okay. of fact, we had a, I know one time for sure that I remember we, we had other families come in and we said the sacred heart prayer and we did the enthronement and we have the, the, the image in our, on our, our mantle or above awesome. our fireplace. And, um, but gosh, that was probably 16 or 17 years ago. So. And renew it every year. That, yeah. yeah. So I think of it every June. I always want to do the but radio the, the show. The big event that. to kick it off was 
you know, was like a 16 or 17 year ago. Wow. So we, See, we did it early that. on. Yeah. So I want to challenge our listeners um, throughout the Texas area and Columbus, if you want to, to jump on the Facebook page of Red Sea Radio, KEDC, and send us a picture of your Sacred Heart of Jesus that you have in your home. And hopefully we'll get a lot of different pictures um, going on our Facebook page so we can kind of see how much this devotion has spread. So that's really beautiful. So how did you actually, Emily, come to like even say, okay, this is going to be my apostolate. I'm going to start this Welcome His Heart. Did you, you know, and were you ever part of the Fatima group as well? No, you know, um, this that's such a great question. Really, my family, uh, 10 years ago, my parents began promoting enthronement locally. And I like to say that if you are overwhelmed by the world's problems, just promote giving everything to the reign of Jesus through enthronement. So our, even my parents' conversations changed from, you know, our, you know, the problems of the world to how many homes can we give back to Jesus through enthronement. We've had our diocese enthroned. You can have your workplace enthroned. We have a workplace manual. You can re-enthrone your Catholic school. Yes. I mean, powerful graces come through the enthronement. So, and I, I think that we can't go through all of the words of St. Margaret Mary Alico, but, you know, I think that the key words that when Jesus appeared to her in the 1670s, he really shared, you know, behold this heart that loves so much, but receives indifference, lukewarm, and even coldness and sacrilege. So it's this idea that, like, Jesus is holding his heart out to you. He wants that personal relationship with you, and what is your response? So for me, this whole thing started with, um, you know, I'd written a couple books and we were having family dinner and I was so amazed by all the work that my parents were doing locally. And I said, you know, I should just write a couple articles for you, the Catholic Digest, I'll put some stuff up, you know, in some of my other um, out- outlets such as Catholic Mom. And it started working. People wanted to know more and more. And this, uh, when I took over Sacred Heart and Throwman Network, it was just a teeny tiny ministry. It was almost at the brink of ending, but I just said, you know what, what if, what if we have a huge vision that we can believe that every home should be dedicated to the sacred heart, that Catholics can have a faith experience in the home that's so powerful, not just, you know, at mass on Sunday or during the week, but, but in the home. So it started with that. And then writing my most recent book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, 12 Ways to Claim Jesus' Promises in Your Life, was really a fruit of just this desire of let's get this message out. Let's bring hope to families and change even the dinner conversation. Because if you think he's at the dinner table, you're definitely going to um, you know, speak more reverently and more respectful and, and focus on even different topics. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned your book again, because I'm very intrigued about the 12 ways to claim the Jesus promises. So tell me a little bit more about it. Like, give me just one example. Just give us like a little uh, hook. Well, I think the hook is is that it's doable, right? You have to claim it. You have to live it. It's, it, you know, you can read those 12 promises, but until you see them as like literally a ladder to sanctification, it's it can just, you know, sit there on your desk or, you know, next to your bedside. So first, you know, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. That That is, you know, promises that 
Jesus revealed to St. Margaret Mary that there is grace for you. So one of the things I'd like to tell, you know, through the book is, you know, what is your state in life? You know, where where are you in this journey? Are you newly married? Are you an empty nester? Are you surrounded by children at all times? You know, I, I think that for me it gave me clear vision to say, Emily, pause. You know, where are you in your state in life? What are the needs of your family right now? And that's one of the amazing fruits is a lot of people have said just – Focusing on that first promise has given them more clarity on, you know, what, you know, that hobby that it was taking up hours and hours and hours each week, you know, wasn't really the right way to spend their time with mm. young children at home or, you know, just how they spent their money or how they spent their time, you know, really came alive through focusing on um, on grace and making that your goal of, of doing so. So that's, that is our first promise. But the second is peace in the home. I will give them peace in their mm. home to their families. And, and I can't share enough of, of that continually people saying that, that they received new graces of peace, especially through the enthronement. That's so beautiful. Ugh. I, I, as I'm sitting here looking at the promises myself, I'm like, you know, we should post that. Have it done in like in a, a an artistic way to have all those promises as a reminder, a visual reminder. In addition to um, the image itself, and there's all ways that you can get that different images, but you can definitely find it at welcomehisheart.com. Um, another one of my very favorite ones on here, I mean, they're all wonderful, um, is the lukewarm souls, souls shall become fervent. Because we know that that is, gosh, just such a state of the way we are as Catholics. I mean, over the country and the world, I mean, lukewarm to me is like, eh, I can take it or leave it. You know, I'm not really sure. The scandals are really getting to me and oh, I just don't know anymore. So that's kind of that's lukewarmness. And so if you're feeling that way, but you know that you want to be reeled back into Jesus's heart, please uh, consider that devotion by an enthronement to the sacred heart of Jesus. Sure. I, I can agree more. <laughs> yeah. And let's see. You have your book, and that's available where? Um, you can order the book in any Catholic bookstore near you. We love to support our local Catholic bookstores. You can pick up a copy at welcomeisheart.com or, of course, Amazon or any uh, larger secular bookstores. So Secrets of the Sacred Heart is here for you to dive deeper into these promises and really hopefully become that blueprint for you to live out this spirituality in your life. Right. And so you can get the Welcome His Heart kit um, that has everything you need, the certificate, the booklets, prayer cards, the image. Am I missing anything? Uh, prayer cards, image, postcards. We have, um, you know, even even um, manuals on how to pray the rosary. We include the rosary with the three days of preparation, and hopefully families continue to to pray the rosary. So it's all these beautiful devotions and and opportunities for people to to grow closer to Jesus. Right. So um, could you share with us some of the other experiences of people, the testimonials that maybe people have shared with you about how it's changed them? I would love to hear some of those. That's what gets me just so excited about the enthronement because of the testimonies and, and the fruits that come from it. So first, I've seen amazing graces with regards to marriages, specifically, you know, when there's tension in the marriage, you know, when when people are struggling with their marriages. If you have 
any stress. You know, if you're married, I think you should do the enthronement, but especially if you're under financial stress, if you're under stress with parenting, like you mentioned, wayward children, you know, this this is the focus because ultimately you can't give what you don't have. You can't give this love that you, you know, that you don't possess yourself, and that's the love of, of the heart of Jesus. Another area I've seen tremendous um, grace is distorted behavior. So if you struggle with pornography, if your children struggle with pornography, you need this yes. the force field of the sacred heart, you know, poured out the blood of Jesus over your home mm-hmm. because he he is um, so gentle in his ways, but he's so good at correcting in what goes on in our heart. You know, as I tried to explain to my own children that, you know, when you are struggling, the Lord wants to fix your heart so that you long for the good things. You long for the things that he wants to give you. And I think that that's exactly why this entire month is committed to the sacred heart. It's this opportunity to restore your heart Mm -hmm. and to wash away the distortion, to wash away the confusion that the world is just sending at us and also to reveal that confusion and that sin so that he can heal us and really um, allow us to to be a disciple on a new level. So I, I see that those really intimate areas, um, just so much hope. And, and lastly, employment. I do see a lot of help with uh, Jesus comes as King, Savior, Friend. And the other two titles a lot of times associated are protector and provider. Mm-hmm. So um, I just see such fruits under all of those titles. But if you know he's there to protect you and to provide for you, it's it's just a great way to live. So is the protector and provider in the 12 promises? You know what? It's interesting. It's, it's more not directly... Um, linked as protector and provider in the promises of St. Margaret Mary Alico, but in this understanding as it's been revealed through the um, act of enthronement. Mm -hmm. So understanding that um, when, and this really began around 1907, Father Matteo Cromley was a priest out of Chile, and he just saw the impact of secularism and modernism on the family. So he said, what if we really lived out the, the ninth promise to the sacred heart, I will bless their homes in which the image of the sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Mm-hmm. So um, with with that came this formal ceremony, and with that in itself, you know, Jesus' kingdom is welcome, so he comes as king. He comes as our savior. He's going to save us from our sins, save us from our misery, and give us new perspective. He comes as our friend, you know, as he called his disciples, he calls us into friendship. He even comes as our brother, you know, as a sibling. He comes in that way in which to bring peace to the family and to restore the family. But the protector and provider, you know, really gives us an understanding that, you know, it everything comes from Jesus. Everything comes from God. So it's an opportunity to reset the family and eliminate the spirit of pride, eliminate, you know, this, you know, who you are and what you do and, and give him that, that proper place. So for, for our family, it brought us so much clarity, even um, with our finances, that what we were initially striving for wasn't the ultimate goals that Jesus um, had for, for our family. 
Yeah, I love the way you say that. It's, you know, almost um, the image that comes to mind is a spiritual chiropractic, you know, like it just gets you really in line with with the path that God has set you on and saying yes to his will for your lives. And and um, there's just no better way than having that enthronement in your home and having the image there that's a constant reminder. And, and I'm a big proponent of the different um Catholic images in general. I've got some blessed mothers, a holy family, and and all these kinds of things. Because since we are, you know, in our mortal bodies, uh, those reminders are so very important. As as a matter of fact, I'm sending I, as I started the show. I'm sending one of my daughters off to school, and I got her her favorite portrait of Jesus to have in her room, so she can always like have that this physical representation, which is exactly what we have with the enthronement as well. Wow. Well, it was cute. I was with um, Father Sash last week, um, our spiritual director, and I was asking about the image of the Sacred Heart, and he said, Emily, think of them as holy stop signs in your house. Mm. He said, when you're teaching a young driver to drive, right, that's the most important thing is they know what those signs mean and the symbols. He said, if it's the same thing with families, you need a place to pause in your busyness of life and reflect and pray. So even holy aspirations, holy little prayers, you know, Sacred Heart Jesus, be my strength. Sacred Heart Jesus, give me grace. Sacred Heart Jesus, have mercy on me. These little tiny prayers actually have a big impact when they're strung together throughout your day and and really throughout the rest of your life. Well, you know, uh, we've only got about five, six minutes to wrap up the show. And I wanted to talk about some of the other devotions that are kind of cousins and, and very much related um, the first one that comes to mind is is Fatima, how um, the visionary said that, that the Blessed Mother had said, you know, to venerate uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus along with the Immaculate Heart. Can you can you expound on that a little bit? Sure. You know, one of the things that we offer on our website is we just started um, promoting the Our Lady of Fatima statue. So we have in stock a 15 inch statue of Our Lady of Fatima, and it is um, so powerful. Uh, Sister Lucia shared at the end of her life that the final battle between Satan will be between Satan and the family. Mm-hmm. And we can we can see that lived out as, you know, Catholic families and, and families everywhere really struggling. So it's it's super important that we understand that. But the, the reign of the Immaculate Heart, you know, Mary always brings us to Jesus. You know, she always points to Jesus, and Jesus loves to introduce us to his mother. Mm-hmm. And that, that relationship is is a holy one. It's a sacred one. It's it's one in which is very, very unique. We're very blessed to understand that, that you know, we're, in, we're invited into Jesus' family. It's not just um, our Lord. And, and that's something where I welcome his heart. You know, we have those images, we have both of them. But what we also realized is that a lot of families, you know, they're at a place where putting a holy image in the home is a big step. You know, I spoke to someone last week that was like, I think I might need to call my decorator. And I'm like, fine, call your decorator. <laughs> Find the place for Jesus. Or, mm-hmm. you know, my husband's not, you know, my, not Catholic. He, this is a big step you know, start with Jesus and his heart. And then from that, it will lead uh, definitely to, to the Immaculate Heart. And, and so I can definitely see that it's, um, it's just, it's beautiful. But hopefully, as this is lived out, you deepen your love to the Blessed Mother, to the Rosary, yes. to, um, to an authentic prayer life. That's, right. that's really important. And the other one that is very closely linked that I just 
oof, so good for these day and times, is divine mercy because the mercy flows from his heart, even in that image. You are absolutely right. And um, it's really funny. It's, it's amazing that God would have me, you know, be so step heavily into this apostolate because I'd written two books on St. Faustina, wow. Divine Mercy for Moms, and our friend Faustina. And so I had this beautiful love for Divine Mercy always. But what I found was exactly what you said. They're meant to overlap. They are overlapping. They're, you know, it, his heart, you know, in Divine Mercy is where the rays pour forth. But the way I explain it you know, to my own children is there are times in life where we might be struggling. We might feel ashamed. We might not be able to fully look at, you know, a parent, let's say, you know, if there's an incident or even a situation with our Lord's because Divine Mercy focuses on those merciful rays pouring out to individuals in all of humanity where, you know, the Sacred Heart Devotion emphasis is Jesus holding his heart out to you and inviting you into relationship and into a deeper, you know, level of living out your faith and understanding his love. So it's, they, they so perfectly complement, and I have both images plus more in my home. Yes. So I, I just can't say enough about how beautiful they overlap. And, and even the diary of St. Faustina, daily does she make reference to his heart. Right. My favorite little thing. I, I give a plug for the Divine Mercy Daily. It's um, just a little email that you get for just a little snippet. And I've, it's really blessed me because I was overwhelmed when I'd see the whole Divine Mercy book, you know, the diary. Um, but having Divine Mercy Daily in my inbox has been such a great blessing. And as has getting to speak with you today, talking about your apostolate. And please, Emily, in the future, anytime that you would like to promote this, please let me know. Red Sea Radio is there for you as well. We um, cover a large part of the Texas area, too. Um, I'm hoping that I can promote the enthronements. Maybe I'll be giving one away at the Family Fun Day, Dennis. Maybe I should do that. I'm, li- I'm liking this to give one away to help to well, promote it. I like it. it, too. And really, that that's what this is for, is promoting faith and giving families new tools. So um, you have a friend here in Columbus, Ohio, and you know your listeners can Thank definitely you. come again to welcomeisheart.com. Yeah. They can Welcome follow me on my social media networks and uh, hopefully you know come to see the fruits that come from living out uh, this devotion and, and our Catholic faith. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for joining us today at Red Sea Roundup. This is Pam Marvin signing off, and until then, go and love your neighbor. And talking.